Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I just can't find the dock. Wait, where was what it? do you mean you can't you, find the dock? Did you put anything in it? Oh, not really. Have I ever put anything in it? Bit of gold? Oh, yeah, you did. Sprinkle in the dock. I wrote, all-star weekend... Disaster as per. Is that your summation as well? I can't even see that. Are you dead? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening. I just can't find the bit where it says all-star. I was doing a joke. You know, there's no bit oh. there. Let's start the podcast. Almost played a whole sting there. That was a pretty good attempt. What happened? Did it jump halfway through? Oh, look, mate, I don't know. I was testing. Let's not talk about the technical difficulties that this podcast has. The important thing is we're talking. You're in Australia. Didgeridoo. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. Um, that was such a poor attempt at a joke by me with the didgeridoo, but I'm embarrassed. I said, well, most things I say out loud, I'm embarrassed by. That was pretty embarrassing. Paul's talking quiet because he doesn't want to wake up his new Australian flatmates. Uh, no, I'm not. They're not home yet. Yeah, but when they get home, though, who's going to be yeah. a courteous new flatmate? Well, me. Yeah, you will be. good. At, yeah, you answered that right. Well done. You're doing well. It's time to kick this bad boy off, because we haven't done a podcast in a while, so we need to review mm. the week with the Weekend Review. Weekend Review. Some really big news this week. Um, obviously, the, the big story was the... Uh, National Basketball Players Association um, electing some vice presidents. Oh, shut up. I thought so, we were talking about the All-Star Weekend. Con- congratulations. Yeah, but we've got to start with the top story. Congratulations to Andre Guadala, who has signed up for four years. It seems crazy. It seems like he will not still be in the league in four years. Um, vice President Jalen Brown for three years. Vice President Malcolm Brogdon for three years. Oh, Vice President sh- Bismack Biombo for three years. That's the end of the list. Okay. I thought the All-Star Weekend was... I, I don't want to criticize it, because when you criticize it, you seem like an idiot who's never seen an All-Star Weekend, but just same shit, different day. Did you have a positive experience of it or a negative experience of it? Do you watch it? Well, I'm, st- I'm still on the first story. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if you want to see some weird NBA photos of NBA play, random NBA players hanging out and having fun, yeah, go check out the uh, the NBPA Instagram account, the official Instagram for the National Basketball Players Association. Why? What's it got on there? I don't know, just weird photos, and it's like them in the Bahamas, and it's just like the most random players. It's like, okay, let, let's see. It's like Chris Paul, Shelvin Mack. <laughs> Myers Leonard. Are they all hanging out together? Tabo Stefalosha. Yeah, they're at like some weird um, Miles. Yeah, I said Miles Turner. I think. I reckon Myers Leonard is a bad player to have on there, or is he a good player? I guess. I guess he's a bad player that's got more money than he deserves. So 
maybe he's a good player because the NB, NBA Players Association is like, hey, look how well we did for Myers Leonard. But on the flip side, like he's what's wrong with their negotiation where they stuffed up the negotiation, the, spell, the salary cap spike happened at a weird time. And um, as a result, teams panicked the year before and, you know, paid Myers Leonard. Okay, I'm done with the story. Okay. As soon on. as I started talking about it, well, what do you think of All-Star Weekend? Because I wrote, All-Star Game bad, dunk contest also um, bad. I didn't watch the All-Star Game, but I watched all of uh, NBA Saturday Night, or whatever it's called, All-Star Saturday Night. Yeah, and did you and feel... And every did, year... Yeah. Uh, I always enjoy it. Do you actually? Because I always finish well, it, and it's like 12 hours long, and I'm like, that was a waste of my life. Um... Dunk contest, what was your favourite dunk? I, so everyone liked the guy jumping over Shaq, right? Yeah. And I, for some, some reason, felt like they had been done many times before. Maybe it's just other big guys, like people have jumped over, like Dwight Howard and um, Dikembe Mutombo. They've jumped over other people and just maybe Shaq's never been done before. But I felt like I'd seen that about 500 times. And the only yeah. dunk I really liked was not an original dunk necessarily, so maybe my criticism doesn't stand, but I liked um, Dennis Smith Jr. over J. Cole. I just thought the J. Cole bit was terrible, but I just loved the um, the, 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 like the pose that he struck. Like, I like the way Dennis Smith Jr. flies through the air, and um, I thought oh, yeah. the way when he caught the ball and like cocked it right back and had his legs back kind of like in Jordan pose and arm back, I thought there was a re- the motion he went over J. Cole with was really beautiful. And for me, that's what I find aesthetically pleasing about a good dunk. Yeah, right. Um, I think you're forgetting that on the Shaq dunk, he, he did honey dip as well. Like he was like, Oh, it was, no, it was, it was, it was definitely amazing, but it was like two dunks that were seen before stuck together. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I, I hate players getting bought out. And I know the dunk I liked had J. Cole in it. My point was going to be, I wish he'd just done the same dunk. But with out J. Cole there and just done a real, just glided in from miles so out. The reasoning for J. Cole was because it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. And J. Cole's from a small town nearby called um, Fayetteville, hmm. North Carolina. And uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is from the same town. Do these novel like, um, how much longer is J. Cole going to be a celebrity? Like, in 50 years' time, are people going to be like, who could forget the time he jumped over? a former rapper known by the name of J. Cole. You know, like, if you want to make your dunk timeless, you want to do something like D. Brown, No Look, or Michael Jordan, Free Throw Line, or Dominic yes. Wilkins, Windmill. You don't want to be, or like, jumping over some rapper my, that no one's going to know. Uh, my favorite dunk of the night, timeless, jumping over a plane. <laughs> You're like... What is someone never going to forget? The Wright brothers and the contribution to aviation history. It was incredible. There all was... his friends came out dressed as pilots. Oh, and they had such a bad attitude. Like, they all, like, they should have played it up. Like, they should have been real theatrical. Like, they were really putting effort in. But instead, they kind of wandered out like they were kind of embarrassed to be there. That was so awkward. Oh, I don't think so. I think they committed to the roles. But no, they, they were, like, serious like, they pilots. Looked... No, because you got to remember, an NBA player is, like, at least six foot eight. Which is probably yeah. what he was. A normal man is like six foot one, right? So all his yeah. mates with these huge beards look like little dwarf freaks, and they came out, and I just thought, what a ragtag bunch of weird individuals. And um, I thought it looked messy. And then I was like, well, at least he's going to jump five guys. No, they were just standing there for no reason. 
It was all part of the show. I, I mean, at least it. at least they went Bikini Girls, but at the same time, I was like, I reckon Bikini Girls would have been better there. I don't know. No, no. It was incredible. He steams and he jumps over an aeroplane. I'm <laughs> sure he breaks a couple of bits off it, and then he lands. He throws his hat into the crowd and leaves Steph Curry uh, hanging on the high five. No, you you, you got to you got to you got to remember you got to remember that um, more than that he um, like spent the first like after his weird dwarf friends had walked out. He Regular spent about he spent about well looked like a dwarf on screen because they're, they're at the nothing, NBA. Is there something wrong with dwarfs? There's nothing wrong with dwarfs. I'm just saying. Oh well, okay. You've actually worked me into a corner there. I guess I was employing there was something wrong with dwarfs. And can I just apologise to the dwarf community who listens to this podcast? There's nothing wrong with dwarfs. You're absolutely right. Um, I guess I guess when you got a big beard, if you're a dwarf, don't grow a big beard. That's my point because you look like you're from Snow White. Did I kind of save that? I think I did. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. So after the dwarf scene, he got his um, uh, hat on, his aviation hat, and his mm-hmm. um, bloody scarf. And he literally fiddled with that for, I'm going to say, two minutes. You've got to remember, the camera is on you the whole time. Yeah. And you've got to remember that this is all just building anticipation. And hype, and man, the crowd were ready to explode by the time he <laughs> flew over that plane. It was so and, funny how he crushed the back of it. It was like JaVale McGee level of awkwardness when he crushed the back of the plane. Didn't even clear the plane. I love John Collins as well. He's future also. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, wow. Okay. And that terrible Hawks uniform. I will say this. Well, it, this was, is... it was weird how they got them to wear the... They obviously made them wear the city uniform. Yeah, they just try and... They do that every year now. They just try and sell some more jerseys that are... It's just it's such a bad idea, especially when that Hawks jersey is so bad. And people don't even know what the original Hawks jersey le- looks like, let alone the special edition one with um, bloody feathers down the side. I will say this, that plane dunk, if you got rid of his dwarf mates and the um, fake airplane, I actually thought it was an awesome dunk. Like his motion and how far he jumped away and how high he jumped, away, jumped from was actually great. It was just the plane and the dudes took, took away from it massively. Okay. That's my theory um, in the dunk contest. I was like, just do awesome dunks, and that's where my revolution comes in. I reckon it should just be a dunk line. And I know they've experimented with like mixing it up before, but what I mean is like every person in the first round gets three dunks. There's like eight dunkers or something, and they all just steam in one after the other and dunk. And if you miss it, bad luck, you don't score. The judges like quick fire score you. You know, there's only three scores they give you anyway, anyway. Um, six if, oh, four scores. Six if you don't make it. Seven if you make it but it's bad, eight if it's bad, or nine or ten if it's good. That's like basically yeah. the scoring system, so you may here's as well my, just do it rapid fire. My, here's my theory. Um, they should do more. They should get to do more dunks. Each person should do more dunks before yeah. being eliminated. And I think uh, the judges just really need to be prepped and say don't get – a 10 needs to be absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like there should at most, at most be like 150 dunk per year. Yeah. Maybe at most the two. They always give out the 10 early, too early. Yes. They, or they, 
they go too high too soon, and then there's no, and that's why Aaron Gordon got robbed because they were just throwing out tens for everything. Yeah, and it's like no, Aaron Gordon's dunk was better than Zach Levine's. But also, but it is, it they're is, worth the same thing. It is hard to judge dunks, and I was thinking like maybe we've got technology now. What if you just voted like on NBA.com? No, not NBA.com. That's a terrible website that doesn't really work. But if you just voted, you set up an independent website, independent of NBA.com, and just had people like mm. vote. I guess I guess then like Luka Doncic would go in and win. Um, um, yeah, okay. The 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 dunk the dunk contest. I would not give them more dunks because some of those shit kickers who are in that competition, I don't know if some of them could dunk. Like, wasn't there one dude there who I don't know if he had the? Was it a Brooklyn Nets player or something like that? It was hard to tell because they're all wearing alternative jerseys. Was it Miles? Um, oh, the local guy. Was it the Charlotte kid or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Miles Bridges from he, he the Charlotte Hornets. He didn't know how to dunk. Like he should have. He's awesome in game dunker, but you know, guys get nervous. But all, all also, the what's I blame fatigue? The, I was like, how can, how can a professional athlete not dunk like 15 times in a half-hour program? Yeah. Like it's, but it, the, um, yeah. the person I blame for it being bad was Dennis Smith Jr. Because he got to the final and then he, he blew it. And then he just crapped the bed. But um, he just couldn't <laughs> he literally, land Like he, he would have got more points if he'd wheeled a bed prop out onto the middle of the court and proceeded to pretend Don't to fall asleep it. while defecating... No, don't into say. the bed, and then he rolls kind of into it, and then he's he's wearing like a white city jersey, so it really emphasizes the crap. And then he gets out with like, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's gonna he's crap the bed, and now he's gonna do a dunk." And he gets out there and does like a sick two handed Tommy Hawk or something, and people are like, "Damn, that was a ten for innovation at no. least." I think he, he would be fined, and not even by the league. I think by police. <laughs> Like, it's not um, legal. Like an... It's not illegal to um, crap yourself in public, is it? I don't. Maybe intentionally. Oh, public. Yeah, public obscenity. Maybe. Yeah. Um, he would spend the night in a cell if it was up to me. If he did that. Here's a question. But, um, okay, let's move on to the the next event. Oh, what's no, your no, question? No, no, I got a question that you might know the answer to. Why do people hate J Cole? Because I don't really get it. We went to a J Cole concert. I thought he was all um, right. I quite liked. I he's quite. He's getting quite political. I, I enjoyed I'd it. Like to... I'd like to talk a bit about J. Cole. Hmm. Early J. Cole, I love I love J. Cole so much. In high school and stuff, hmm. I listened to J. Cole so much, his early stuff. I even had a mixtape that was like a collection of songs he made when he was a teenager. Yeah. I had a song he made when he was 13, and it was Fire. What was it called? And, um, I think it was called like Dreams or something. It um, sampled the same song as Spaceship by Kanye West, and it... Um, it was like the story. I think that was the one. Anyway, what was, um, what was I was J. a Cole's, massive. When, when, when you were a massive J. Cole fan, what were the hits? Would I know them? Was it like, I'm about to blow up? Da, 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 da. Is it him? Yeah, kind of. Well, that was like, yeah, that was one of my favorites. And um, I mean, his one of his, I think his first kind of single, like his proper single, like kind of after his mixtapes, like building towards his first album, was um, Who Dat? And it's filmed in Vietnam. The music video is one of my favorite music videos of all time, I think. Just one shot, um, great stuff, explosions and stuff. It's awesome. That's the blow up video with the explosions and stuff. No, 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 that's Who Dat. There's no video for, for blow up. Oh, um, Who Dat, Who those, Dat. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they came out at a similar time. But um, then J. Cole's first album, he had um, Can't Get Enough, Work Out. Um, the thing oh, about yeah. the song like Workout yeah. then inspired, because um, Nas supposedly criticized it, and I think it's such a good song, the song Let Nas Down, where he just raps about um, 
how he let Nas down, and then I Nas saw... responded with um, "Made Nas Proud." Oh, and it was so nice. And anyway, I love J Cole, and yeah, when he was a teenager, his name was Therapist, and I was a massive J Cole fan. But then his last few albums, I've just—it's weird because as he's kind of in the like past, like you know, six years or five years maybe, as he's um kind of really blown up mm. in terms of wide you know, a wider audience mm. is when I've kind of fallen out. Like, I felt like his last few albums I haven't really been into. To be honest, his last album I hardly, I didn't really, I think I maybe listened to once and didn't really give a second chance, but I should probably. I, but, I, um, I felt the same about the rapper B.O.B. You know, back in the real days, he was dropping them real hits and then he just, yeah. he sold out and went mainstream with his Flat Earth theories. I, I, th- I feel like you're, you've kind of got it the wrong way though. He kind of came on the scene as like a yeah. That was when he was real and like, and underground. No, like the, like, like a um, label Paramore. was like giving him all these hit songs, and then he was underground. Yeah, and then he went nah. mainstream with his flat earth raps. That's what the, the people giving the people giving the people what they want. Um, yeah. Uh, do you know what I accidentally saw Nas on the weekend? Even though he he, I mean, I don't know if it's good to see him anymore. He's the domestic violence allegations against him. I've always quite liked Nas as a rapper. Uh, he didn't play like that. I'm a big fan of his like mid two thousands crap that no one else likes. But um, yeah. he did mainly old school stuff. But he was opening for um, uh, Lauren Hill. It was, Lauren Hill was unbelievable. Nas quite good comedy in the middle of it though. When he like talked about how he was because all rappers love to be inspired by art and artists. Now I feel like Kanye really yeah. pioneered that. But it's about like the art and the artists all around us who inspire us and the the artists who are in the crowd tonight, which is everyone in the crowd. And then um, uh, he talked about the art and the artists and the great movies and the great directors and the great artists that inspire him. And then just played a clip straight up from Scarface. That's really funny. That's what every every rapper does, eh? Like they talk about art and yeah. artists, but then they just love Scarface. And don't get me wrong, yeah, Scarface yeah. is an okay movie, but it's like a movie that like I think first year uni I, students love and get a poster. I off. recommend listening to the John Mulaney stand up bit about Scarface. I always love that. Yeah. Um, and, and like it's it's a it's a fun movie, but it's not like it's like I'd, clip of the I'd, week. I'd say Jurassic Park is better. I don't my, know. My clip, my clip of the week is um, for viewers to listen to John Mulaney talking about Scarface. Cause well, it's I'm glad that clip very of the week was, funny. was but, um, short. But yeah, with J. Cole, uh, my theory is that he's uh, like, he, he, yeah, he got a bit too kind of real, you know, and his like beats are super minimal. It's just like, you know, it's not about the beats. It's just about those, you know, some dropping some real, Ish. Yeah, so many people like, are. So many I'm like, go back to, to just making the hits, man. Yeah, so many people are tr- like influenced by Kendrick Lamar. I'm really worried that comedians are going to be. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think Hannah Gadsby's great, and I think she, you know, is the most influential comedian in a long time. But I'm worried that there's going to be a whole lot of dudes, there's just random people out there trying to do Hannah Gadsby specials, like, um, like f- very few jokes, just talking about the real issues, and it'll just turn into like a kind of a, like a bad lecture series without any comedy in it i I don't know um anyway um speaking of um innovation and dunks which is what where we started with this conversation the all-star game did have one highlight and it was Mm. kind of cool when steph curry did the bounce alley-oop to um Giannis. um just because it it was that cool it it wasn't that cool but it did it was something i've never seen before as far as i can remember what a bounce pass no 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 no, a bounce alley-oop I don't know. Yeah, no, that's happened. The Magic did it in a game like last season. What the Magic Maybe did it in a game? 
Yeah. Do they broadcast Bounce Magic Bounce Games these days? Are they filming those? Um, his, look up his own year bounce pass alley oop to Aaron Gordon. Oh wow! Okay, was it? He does it in a game with a defender in front of him. He well, bounce okay. passes it. Oh my bad. I, I just thought it was cool because it did genuinely fake out KD, and it made me think about like how that's quite a good strategy in the NBA, in basketball in general. Like you learn like kind of like the rhythm of basketball. And if you do something really bizarre, and I guess this is where James Harden shines, if you work outside those rhythms, you can like get an advantage. And I just thought mm. it was cool. It was like KD, who's probably seen Steph do all his tricky moves, their teammates obviously, but like was not ready for that. Like you, you jump on the bounce and then of course it goes way up and comes down slowly. It was like, you know, it was, I, thought, I thought it was kind of a cool trick. And I, I'm sorry that the Magic were doing it years ago. Just unfortunately no one saw that happen. Um, but my point was going to be, I was remember back when I played high school basketball, um, a dude on my team, Jeremy invented a no jump one step layup and it was kind of genius. And cause what he found is that us kids, it's really hard to do a layup when you're being contested by a guy who can jump higher or is taller or with longer arms than you. So you run down the court, and if they're gaining on you or at the same speed as you, the chance of them blocking it, and you see LeBron do it in the NBA all the time, is so high because they're so athletic. And they're cut, while you have to slow – like even the fastest players have to slow up for their layup, uh, the blocker doesn't have to slow up at all. So it's actually quite easy to pin people, especially when you know it's going to be two steps and then layup. So Jeremy got sick of getting blocked on the fast break. So what he started doing – is just doing one step and then just lofting the ball and really softly off the glass. And he got really money at it. And it actually did fall. I never saw him execute it in a game, but it was like in a pickup game or something like that, it would just beat you every mm. time because you're just not ready for that bizarre move. And my point yeah. is, revolutionize the game every day with the way you play. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but like Adidas's advertising campaigns, they're always like, creativity is everything. Where it's not. You're like, wow. Yeah. Like, now in Basel, it's like um, shooting good um, field goal percentages, everything. Taking efficient but, um, shots from where okay, you're good at shooting. You want to talk about anything else? Um, Jason Tatum won the skills challenge on a half-court shot. That was, was um, cool. That was the worst sporting event I've ever seen televised in my life. Um, I liked it. I, I thought be... it, was, it was very cool when Trey Young came up against Luka Doncic and kind of schooled him. Did you and, see oh, oh, Trey Young school Doncic? Well, yeah, he, he went quite hard. It seemed like he he had a chip on his shoulder about the kind of draft That's quite funny. Comparisons. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, in because like, obviously there's heaps of press conferences and stuff on the All-Star Weekend, the Hawks um, GM um, put out the quote, the more uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported, um, the more swings you get from the Hawks GM, um, Travis Schlenk, the more swings you get, the more chances you have to hit. To be able to take one lottery pick and essentially turn it into two, that made sense for us. He was commenting, of course, on the Trey Young for Luka Doncic trade where the Hawks gave up. Um, the Hawks got back a pick to trade Doncic, basically. to the um, uh, They got a bonus pick and Trey Young to, to get Doncic to the Mavs. I thought mm. it was embarrassing to say that out loud because he's like, we want more swings. But he missed the point that Luka Doncic possibly was the grand slam. And while Trey Young looks like a decent piece, and I'm not saying it's been a bad trade yet, I'm like, it looks like you, you traded a grand slam for two you know, base hits or whatever you're going to get. I don't I'm know. still super high on Trey Young, so I don't think, but Doncic, I think it could though, turn out fine. 
I mean, there's always injuries as well. If Trey Young stays uninjured and Doncic gets injured, there's a million things that could happen. But like right now, Doncic is going to be Rookie of the Year unanimously, and like looking like he's going to be a massive star. Whereas Trey Young, maybe he could be a massive star too. But like, yeah, Trey Young's going to be an all star. He could be the Stephon Mulberry to um, uh, Doncic's Allen Iverson. You know, there's a time when people thought those guys were. You know, neglig- negligible as well, and then I don't know. Anyway, I guess I guess Stefan Mulberry's had a pretty good career, especially if you're the um, Changzhou Flying Ducks or whatever the Chinese team he used to play for was. Okay, and three point competition was won by Joe Harris. Amazing, cool. That was amazing. They shouldn't let Joe Harris in the competition. Like it should be, you have to be a famous player to go in the three point competition because it is a disaster when these no names win, and they seem to win pretty much every second year. Who could forget when that guy from the Heat won? Like Jason Capono? <laughs> I mean, I've genuinely forgotten. So. Yeah, well, it's, I, I, it's, um, I, I, it's amazing. I, I heard him, I heard him um, mentioned somewhere else on the internet, but, but yeah. You... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Forget. Here's my idea. One-on-one comp. Like, why not? Yeah. I remember just playing one-on-one at the school gym in high school. I should start playing one-on-one mm. again now. I guess I'm I just not as fit for it. It's so for, hard, but like it'd be fun a, to see. For a while, they were doing um, horse, like, but it, was, it wasn't televised in New Zealand, at least. Hmm. And it was like always on an outdoor court, but I reckon they should put horse in as like one of the main events. Yeah, no, they tried that. KD was in it when he was young. Yeah, no. It was a disaster because um, the reason is it just is so slow moving. Like, it's not fast enough for television. Like, if you think yeah, the dunk contest is slow, you can't do it fast, though. Like, like you have times when, like, like five, they'll try five hard shots in a row and they'll just keep on missing. And then you've got to think of a new shot. Like, it's just, it's just hard. You need to, like, yeah, do it, but... Um, because uh, people would watch it, and people would watch the amazing moves, especially if dunks were allowed. I don't know if they did allow dunks, but like most NBA players can dunk. It's cool seeing that was my favorite thing seeing Steph Curry at three sixty off um, off the bounce in the All Star Game warmups. That was the highlight for me. He did it in the oh, he didn't really. Do he it did a reverse in the game, which was yeah. still impressive to see. Just a little guy jumping that high. It reminds me of Spud Webb. I also was impressed by Steph Curry. He was wearing this whack ass jacket, and I was like, "Why is he wearing that?" And then it turns out it was the same jacket he wore when he first came to the All-Star yeah. game when he was four years old. I thought that was weird, but um, kind of cute. Yeah. Okay, should we talk... Did we talk about the last, like, trades in the last episode? The trade deadline? Is it time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out? Yeah. It's time... Is it... Oh, sorry. It's that time, right, right about, about that, that time, time, for the for stars. The star... Are you trying to join in? This is delay. It's really making it hard. <laughs> To roll on no, out. No, 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 no. Please let me control the segment. 
Sorry. You there? Yeah. I got okay. excited. Markel Fultz <laughs> to the Orlando Magic. And since his era in Orlando has begun, 5-0, undefeated during the Markel Fultz era. He hasn't played in one game. No, but it's it's about it still counts. That's what they. Uh, that, that's what they. That's what they need today. That is literally five and zero. Yes. Is like they were basically heading out the back door, and then now they're like yes. they're still and they've won. They've won seven of eight, including their last game, which stopped a thirteen-game losing streak against the Charlotte Hornets. What, what, what you mean, like a head-to-head for the last couple of years yeah. against the Hornets? Been yeah, well, they days. were like a real bogey team for us, and. We played them quite a lot, yeah. And thirteen games in a row is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. The funny thing is, most of those games were, would have been coached by Steve Clifford, who now coaches us. Yeah. But um, seven of eight, and with a point margin of victory of twenty-two point eight. So we've yeah. been blowing teams out by twenty points. The uh, crazy thing was you smashed the Bucks, right? That's pretty crazy. Yes, they didn't have Giannis. It's worth pointing out. Oh, that's but, a pretty big thing to point out. Yeah, well, you you weren't going to say it at all, so I had. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know. I was excited for you, but right. then the rest of the wins were like against teams: Timberwolves, Hawks, Hornets, Pals. Like the rest of the games were. I disagree. Um, well, you didn't even hear what I said. Well, I disagree with whatever it was. <laughs> I could hear the tone, and I disagree with it, and. Mark L, okay, Mark L's faults we traded for. I can't believe Philadelphia gave him up for so little. And obviously, like we all know the Mark L Fultz story, and that you know he's damaged goods. His value, yes, but for Jonathan Simmons, who'd been no disrespect, I love Jonathan Simmons. Mm. I love the fire in which he'd play and the effort he'd put in, but. He has not been good for us. He's been bad. He's been bad for us. He, he, when he year. showed up, he looked promising, right? But then since then, he's done jack crap. And then we traded him for a 2020 top 20 protected first round pick, so not in the top 20, and then a second round pick. And let's be honest, That's, that magic pick is probably going to be top 20. Um, so we gave up peanuts for Mark L. Foltz, I like a guy him. who's a number one pick. Has hardly played because of injury. But yeah, but remember when um, the um, Timberwolves acquired number one pick Anthony Bennett? You know, like. But he had been playing and was just playing bad. Hmm. Marco Fultz is injured. But and... when he was playing, he looked bad. Yeah, he was injured. He couldn't shoot. He shouldn't look that bad. I mean, just a guy who can't shoot at all. But and he does have even some without, shoots. I think the raw talent's there because even without a shot. The youngest player in the history of the NBA to get a triple double—that's something. Okay. Do you know what? Um, do you know what a quote? And I mean, maybe this helps faults out. But another quote I saw this week—big week of quotes for me—a tweet or whatever that I thought was good. It was Melon Burke. Oh no, sorry, no, that's that's the wrong quote. I've got multiple quotes. There are a lot of good good quotes. Um, uh, it was uh, Cole Kuzma who said. Um, oh. No, no, I thought this was quite... I, I, I've never liked Kyle Kuzma, but then seeing this, I was like, oh, this is a quite deceptive, I thought. Um, really? Is someone, this the quote I think you're going to say? Um, oh, he just talked about... Um, uh, there's a lot of draft experts out there who swear potential over production, but there's no patience. Oh. And, I yeah. mean, maybe I'm reading too much into the tea leaves, but I thought what he meant by that... I can't. He was responding to a guy saying, 
there's zero patience in NBA basketball. The idea being that you, when you're drafting players, you draft youth over college experience. Like, you know, mm. normally a guy who's 19 is seen as more valuable than a 22-year-old, even yeah. though... But then when they draft them, if they don't work out to be good in, like, the first two years, they're, like, go, you know, they're gone. You look at, like, yeah. D'Angelo Russell or all these other Markel Fultz, all these little babies that get drafted into the NBA, like, basically straight out of high school because they might not even play much college basketball. And it's just interesting how the NBA treats them badly if they don't, if they don't perform quickly. And I thought Kyle Kuzma had a good point. I was like, if you're going to draft yeah. young, you've got to wait for them to develop, you know? I thought the quote you were going to say was him saying that he'd rather – get um you know be under the intense spotlight and and be criticized heavily for doing poorly in LA yeah than to be succeeding in Orlando and ha- not have the spotlight I I um think that was kind of well that was very funny and sucks to be you Orlando um I thought that was I disagree Yeah I I thought he was wrong like I was like yeah. if you do well in Orlando people will notice you like like for example I mean I know it's Brooklyn but like you know, um, Dwight did, Howard was the top um, vote getter when he was in Orlando. For the, yeah, he was on the, he was the face of Adidas. Well, I was just, I was just, I was just top all star vote getter. Yeah, well, Dan, I don't know if you ever, anyone ever bought a Dwight Howard shoe, and I mean, Dwight Howard since become the laughing stock of the NBA. But a like, lot of singlets. D'Angelo, well, yeah, in New Zealand, cause and like, someone else claimed like, oh, you know, good luck selling a shoe if you live in Orlando. Oh. Okay, because Tracy McGrady had trouble selling his shoes. Mm. Penny Hardaway, Shaquille, or Shaquille yeah. O'Neal maybe didn't do that well. But um, D'Angelo Russell is a good example. I mean, I know he went to Brooklyn, he went to another big market, but like went to like but the basketball hell that is the Nets. And no, I think the Nets two years later uh, he's an All Star. No, no, no. Yeah, I know, I know that. I know, no, but I know they're not now. But he went from the Lakers, who were like yeah. you know glamour on a the mess. up on the on the up to the Nets who were a disaster. And I'm like, there's mm. there's a lot of other places. I was like, it'd be interesting to see like how much more if Anthony Davis gets to traded to the Lakers or wherever he goes, it'll be interesting to see how well it does work. And I was just I was just I was checking out the stats on Twitter and there definitely is a big push, like Kuzma and stuff, like they have way more Instagram and um uh Twitter followers than say like a Dennis Smith Jr. or someone who's gone to a smaller market team. Um but I don't know. I feel like often it works out. It can work out better being at a small market team. You've just got to look at oh, like sure. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City, or something. You know, yeah. it just sometimes it works out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you're lagging a little bit. You're going uh, off the matrix. Are you back? I wanted to ask your yeah, your genuine so. appeal. Your your genuine appeal uh, opinion on. Um, getting Markel like are you actually happy about it or what yeah oh, I'm super stoked we I mean we gave up nothing so it's high risk low risk high reward for sure but um yeah my Raptors picked up um Lynn and I'm a little bit I I, I actually really like it I like the idea of he the Raptors were a team that Lynn like did Lynn Sanity against um people say it's Lynn Sanity full circle it brings all these new like Chinese fans or like you know Asian fans into the Toronto market, which is good. Apparently Toronto has a large Asian community, so it's good. But it also brings like this weird, you know, like every storyline about the Toronto Raptors can become quite, you know, a player like that can become like the main focus of the team when he, when he's just a, you know, backup point guard. And you do worry that like the magic who are trying to build something positive to get this freak show 
Um, you know, does he like distract from the team trying to like not be a freak show? Nah, I'm super stoked. And, uh, you know, he probably won't play this year, but if he does, I'm excited to see how he goes. I didn't, I, I don't want to, um, uh, like ruin the emails coming up later in the podcast too early, but, um, this one's appropriate. Niall Young writes, um, uh, Thoughts, and he, he attached um, an Orlando Magic email that went out. Um, they were trying to get uh, Nikolai Vucevic uh, elected to the um, All-Star game, but their campaign was, don't vote for Vuce. And it was, please do not send Nikolai Vucevic to the 2019 All-Star game. Reason one, he'll embarrass himself taking too many photos of celebrities. Reason two, he'll spend too much time at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Reason three, he's planning a beach vacation. And I was like... Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, Niall was asking you, Paul, are you worried yeah. that Vucevic will be an embarrassment in the All Star game? Uh, I don't. I don't know how he did go in the All Star game, so I'm not even. I can't even tell. Uh, but I don't like, think he got a lot of playing time or touches, but um, you were happy he made you know, it. Was, yeah, it was just cool to see him there. I don't really know what the marketing team was doing with that email. It was just a Guess joke, like, right? Reverse, you could vote for psychology. him. It said, "Don't vote for him here," and then it literally had the button that would vote for him. I think. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was a bit of light comedy, you know. It's what I specialize in. Check a bit, of, sprinkle a bit of light comedy into your day. Yeah, have a bit of a laugh. Okay, is that the end of the podcast or of our lives? I don't know, man. You you want to go to the fantasy forest, don't you? Don't you want to take a trip? Um, maybe. Don't you want to, uh, don't you want to dip your feet? Okay, maybe really quickly. Don't you want to? Just relax a little bit under our log. What's going on in the fantasy forest these days? We haven't done a podcast in two weeks. Um, my fantasy team basically uh, is struggling due to injury, but I'll give maybe a pick up. I picked up. I dropped. I have one bot. Robert. Sorry, man, you're lagging. We've really got to wrap this podcast up. Do you say Robert Covington? I think you've got to stop the music. I think it's making me lag more. I, do, I find that hard to believe. The music really adds to the segment. Like without this music, you've really got nothing. Who are you recommending? Robert Covington? Um, no, my pickup of the week is maybe um, Derek Favors. I was kind of hoping it would lag again just before you said what your big pickup of the week was. Um, why, why Favors? Uh, lots of blocks, good shooting percentage, bit of points, bit of rebounds, even some steals. This music is really so doing the heavy lifting on get this. Him in your, get him in your team. Okay. Is it the end, end of the that? Forest. Yeah. Oh, well, let's try head to another great segment. It's time. Why does it have such a long intro? I've been thinking. Well, because you're supposed to like play it in advance, so we're still talking over it. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Quite a simple one uh, today, um, just in that music. Um, I think that the NBA.com website or League Pass needs to upload games in their full 48 minutes. Um, I don't know what it about free throws, but maybe like just have like a little mini screen in the corner that just shows what happens with the free throws while you just watch the gameplay continue. I reckon, I mean, I don't really like the condensed games they put on League Pass because I feel like 
they just show a whole lot of makes and don't really show the full picture. Like, for example, a player like Russell Westbrook, I think I've mentioned this before, looks way too good. I think a player that shoots maybe a bit, some, you know, takes a lot of questionable shots, looks really good on the condensed game, where in reality yeah. you'll see later that they shot a really poor percentage or something like I don't know. Yeah. Um, but just this is just a good idea. I mean, normally guy I've been thinking is a little bit creative. This week I'm just like, that's just a solid idea. NBA people who are listening to this, get that sorted out straight away. So just cut out any pauses. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Including, uh, I think free throws is a big one. I, I just don't know whether you just put two sure. two lights in the in the corner. I mean, if it's a, a, in the in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, maybe put some free throws in there. Like, but, like, if they're pressure free throws, mm. but besides that, or if it's, like, if, you know, occasionally LeBron might miss four in a row or something, and then you're like, oh, better start yeah. showing these because that's mildly interesting. I don't know how you'd catch people up, but, um, yeah, there's got to be easy solutions to that. That was a good guy I've been thinking. Paul Don't Lie? I love it. Um, Paul Don't Lie, I'm going to say um, it might already exist, and I've just thought of it now, mm-hmm. um, but just a website called um, Worth Watching, mm. and it just has all the sports you can click on the sports tab, so you go like basketball, mm. and then it just has the games, and then it gives them a rating. So like top of will be like green or whatever, yeah. And that's like this game's worth watching. Yeah, I just got this a game bad. I've just got like because I've always dreamed of this as well, and I just got an app called Sports Alerts, which is not that, but it, the idea is that it's like for sports betters. And I don't, mm. I don't bet on sports, but um, oh, what to your crazy sports betting by the way? Besides, going to lose massive money oh, yeah. on betting on the um the Grizzlies and the Mavericks making the playoffs. Well, you are really into gambling. Yep. My my whole betting thing kind of relies on it being near the end of the season. So I might start now. Why does because, it rely on, why do you need it be the end of the season? Uh, well, it really targets tanking teams. So it's it's basically betting against team, betting for teams trying to make the playoffs against teams trying to get good draft picks. Well, and does like the New Zealand betting agency not... Um, you know, like, account for that. Not always. Not always. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Well, this 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 um, this weird um, app, it just tells you when a game's close. Like, you can, you can just put, like, close with five minutes to go or something like that. And so what I do is I see the alerts, and but it doesn't tell me the result. I've set the alerts mm-hmm. specifically, so it just tells me, like, close NBA games. So then maybe I can look at what – it's just another way to judge which NBA games might be exciting towards the end. I thought that was quite right. cool. And it also, it'll tell you, it can send you any sort of alert. Like, it can send you, like, you know, uh, within five points in the heading into the fourth quarter. Or in soccer, it can tell you when a team scored. I don't know. It's just, uh, uh, it can tell you when a player's been sent off. I don't know. It's a cool app. Sports alerts. Cool. Not paid endorse yeah. it. Um, quick emails to finish up, because we don't do this enough. Guyandpaul at gmail.com. If you want to um, yeah. email us anything of any description. And you can probably tell by can the quality you... of our emails that anything counts. What are you going to ask? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk really quietly. Because flatmates are home? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, we'll answer this question really quietly. I think it's a good one. From um, Rensky Gordon. Sorry, Rensky, if I'm saying your name wrong. It's R-E-N-S-K-E. Um, good NBA. You know how we always judge them for like the NBA potential. Gordon look, would look good on the back of a singlet. And Rensk or Rensky. Rensky, I'm sorry, Rens. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry, bro. Um, or lady, I don't actually... Anyway, I'll just stop talking. Um, God, my life, eh? Um, we'll just Google sounds it. Sounds like a good NBA sorry. name. Sounds a good... Anyway, here's the question from Mr. or Mrs. Gordon. Um, I really need to know what to get my dad for his 50th birthday. He loves basketball and follows Stephen Adams and OKC 
religiously. Any suggestions? BT Dubs, love the pod. Um, if you haven't got his book, um, Stephen Adams's book is a fun, easy read. And I know getting sports books for dads is quite a cliche present, but if he loves Stephen Adams and OKC, he will love the book. And it's just quite, if, I don't know if you're from New Zealand or from America, but if you're from New Zealand, you'll love hearing about like places you know about in New Zealand. And if you're from America. Um, you'll be interested to read about New Zealand a little bit, I think, because it's quite a, it's quite culturally, it's quite different to New Zealand uh, to America, I think. And Stephen Adams' story is quite fascinating, like you know where he came from when he was a teenager, you know, to making Just it to the, the book, NBA. yeah, the book. Um, but what else though? Like maybe one of those like OKC alternate jerseys or something. I don't know. That'd be quite expensive, eh? Could you get like a little figurine of him or a, a little yeah. figurine of Stephen Adams for your dad? Yeah, remember you had like a joking no one. Yeah, but I'm like a, a kid at heart. Yeah, but you put it, okay. I've said so many things idea. out loud that I've really regretted saying out loud this day. Like, I'm a kid at heart. Don't know why I said that. Um, okay. Presents are so hard, eh? Like, I just panic with presents. I really do. I like, but here's the trick. Here's the one good presence idea I have, and I don't always remember it, is if you see something that someone will like in any store in any situation, as long as you can be bothered carrying it home or lugging it back in your suitcase, just buy it because a birthday or a Christmas is going to come up at some point or whatever special occasions you celebrate. So just it's just good to have it as long as it's something that doesn't expire. Um, you know, I think that's a good tip. And my other thing is just if you do hear they need something, anything, even if it's practical, write it down on your notepad on your phone. Yeah. And then when it comes around to birthday time, I always do that for my partner, and like, it seems like I've really thought through the gifts, but I haven't. I've just remembered when she said she was didn't have something one like you know, and she's like, mm. "Oh, we need to get toilet paper," and then I buy some toilet paper, and then you know, four months later, you know, we really need toilet paper at this point. We're like using like towels and like t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, all right. Mate. And then no, but yeah, think of how me. happy she is. No, move on to the next email. On her birthday, on. we're still doing emails. This is from yeah, um, on to the next one. Jay, uh, James, uh, James Booth or something like that. It sounds like a, um, he says, um, hi, do you guys like basketball? Thanks. Thanks for the question, James. And by the way, if you want to send in high quality emails, um, guyandpaul at gmail.com. Um, I like basketball. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I'm not sure why. We, got, we did an interview recently about this podcast, believe it or not. And... Um, I we got asked this question, kind of what you like about basketball. It's hard to say. It's indoors. I like the coverage of basketball. I don't like it, but I love the Orlando Magic. You don't like the sport of basketball, but you like the team. Nah, yeah, not for me. It no, is. thank you. I just enjoy. I enjoy any sports really, and I like basketball. It's got like a great culture around it, is what I think. I, I like it's I multicultural. Is one of the best. I think basketball's the um, best sport to watch in terms of best highlights. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good highlight game. Um, the personalities, the stars. Yes, great I think it's stars, it's really good to play. And, and if you've got kids or something, don't put them in soccer or rugby. We've got to be outside. Put I them think, in basketball inside in the winter. Beautiful. One of the things um, is like it's a it's like the ultimate team sport. I think because you're only as literally only as good as as you. No, but I no, but like think up. about how like LeBron but, can lift a team up. Whereas no, that's like, what I'm saying. Why don't you just let me finish the thought oh, instead of coming in halfway through before finishing what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. It's the ultimate team sport. You know, you 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 basically you you need your teammates. 
but there's still so much opportunity for individual brilliance where like just one player can put their team on their back and carry them to a victory which i think a lot of other sports can't do as much mm. um so that's what well, i was well, going to say because i was going to say ultimate team sport is like soccer where like you really like you know messi yeah. can't carry argentina yeah i know as I know. far but yeah i don't know but basketball that's now one one star in the NBA, at least one like back in the '90s, maybe one star would at least guarantee you like a like a high playoff seeding or something like that. But now you need two stars minimum, kind of. I guess Harden's doing amazing things, kind of by himself almost in Houston. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we should probably wrap this bad boy up. I'm at I'm at uh, half an hour past midnight. Yeah. And uh, Paul's whispering so he doesn't wake up his new Australian flatmates. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's listening. We love you. Guyandpaul at gmail.com if you want to send us any questions, email, thoughts, endorsement, lucrative contracts. I've been Guy Williams. Oh, you don't do that anymore. All right. Um, that's been Paul Williams. Out for them. What are you doing? I'm literally talking. I didn't. wasn't doing anything. Well, you started start talking while I was doing my sign-off. What, what, what's your new sign-off? Well, I was just saying I'm holding out for them to start selling Markel Fultz jerseys online. <laughs> that's, that's kind of sad. Bye. Okay, that's too loud. That's Sweet. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns